With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSEN. Okay, week 16 kicks off tonight in Jersey where it's going to be rainy. It's going to be windy as we welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. It's VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, Samich, and then Palm. But right now, we jump into this. And it's interesting, you know. Uh, Mr. Ewing over at BetMGM does a great job with these splits. He's reporting 70% of the bets over at BetMGM on the Jags, 66% of the money on the Jags. But again, this opened right around a pick maybe the Jets, a point favorite, and we've jumped up to the Jets all the way up to two and a half here, inching closer to that key number of three, Michael. Well, I mean, I think the problem for the Jets is is one thing We what I liked Dallas last week, and Dallas looked like they were going to cover that game easily until their defense fell apart, is you could take advantage of this Jacksonville secondary. I mean, you can throw the ball on them. I mean, they're not very good. They give up big plays. They're 27th in yards per attempt. They're 29th in yards. I mean, they're not good in a lot of statistical numbers that you would think that a, that a team that's competing for the divisional title should be in. I mean, they've been very fortunate. They were able to turn the ball over. Dallas unforced errors really get two unforced errors, and and they turned it over. So that got them back in the game. And then so the Jets go into this game. They get Corey Davis back, which I think is critical, right? He kind of gives them some stability with their young receivers, Elijah Moore and Wilson. But I think what goes – You've got to be able to play Wilson in the game. He's got to make good throws and good decisions because there's plays to be made against the secondary. Now, weather's going to be a factor, and you're going to have to handle that. And, you know, if you're Robert Salai, you probably think, I'm going to win this game 21-17. I'm going to be in somewhere in there, you know, maybe less than that. But you're going to have to find a way to score some points, and you can't give away points with the kicking game like they've done in the past. The Jags have won four of six. This is such a weird team, and you've kind of highlighted it all year because, remember, they lost five straight at one point. Yeah. Now they've won four of six. They're 4-1-1 four, one, and one, ATS, their last six contests. A lot of it, Michael, comes down to the lack of mistakes now in the red zone. Remember, Lawrence was making those mistakes in the red zone. They haven't been making them as much. And maybe buoyed by a huge comeback win with the pickoff of Dak last week. Like, there's a little juice now with Jacksonville coming into this matchup. Yeah, I mean – you know, I think too, too they're stopped going for it on fourth down. They've only gone for it 21 times. So they've kind of cut that out a little bit. They've been a little bit more conservative, if you will. They haven't tried to do it. They're 27th in the red zone offense, which is bad, right? And they're not great on third down. They're 26th. 
but where their defense gains an advantage is they're the eighth-best red zone defense in football, which is the reason they're able to keep the scores down. So I think ultimately that, that's one of the things you've got to count on when you look at it. So the, the Jets, are, the, that's where the Jets have to gain the advantage. They play great in the red zone. And they've got to be able to keep the ball. You know, they they got to turn this ball over to give them on a short field. They they can't let Wilson make the mistakes for them. So do me a favor here. Handicap this with the Jets and Jags strictly by weather and style. Okay, we're starting a busy week with bad weather on a bang, right? It's going to be cold. It's going to be wet. Temperatures in the 40s, so not crazy cold, but potentially heavy rain throughout the game tonight. Gusty winds, 15 to 20 mile an hour with Gus up the 35 mile an hour, just ugly weather. So given the weather, is it is it the Jets with that defense and potentially running the football? Like who do you give the edge to based directly and solely on the weather? Well, I think you gotta give it to Jacksonville because they have a more sophisticated passing. They can throw the ball. Now he's gonna make mistakes, but they, they trust him more. They don't trust mm-hmm. they don't trust Wilson. You know, and, and the problem is too is I complain about Jacksonville's lack of running the football, putting too much on Lawrence's plate. But with ATN, they can run it. The, the Jets don't have a runner. You know, we talked about this earlier in the show. You know, that they're, they're losing their backs. I mean, Carter's out. You know, they, they, the Knight might be out. They might have to go to James Robinson, and that's a problem. And so the more they can't run the football, the, the bigger the slice becomes that they have to put it on Wilson, and their offensive line has liabilities too. They're not a great offensive line, and we saw Detroit put pressure on them last week. So if you're Salah, you got to win this game with your defense, you got to play field position, and you can't make a mistake with the, with the kicking game. You cannot allow that to happen. Two games so far this year they've lost because punt returns have gone back the other way. One of them was a walk-off. The other one was, the you know, they had Detroit – you know, guy. You know, they stopped Detroit on the fourth and goal, and then they run the kick back, and, and the kid never got touched. Let me throw a prop at you, just as an exercise. And always, past performance doesn't equal cashing a ticket on props. I get that, but Evan Ingram, he's been targeted the last two games, twenty-five times, nineteen catches. Remember, eight for sixty-two against the Cowboys, eleven for one sixty-two against the Titans. And you can correct me, but what the Jets like to do with Gardner and Reed is they leave them alone. And so wide receiver one, wide receiver two, they do a good job. But the Jets have given up the seventh most receptions to tight ends. So maybe with the weather, a safety blanket, Ingram doesn't have great hands, but he's been red hot. His total for reception yards tonight is set at 40 and a half. I think he's played really well. His his catch percentage this year, you know, he's been targeted 84 times, 61 catches. That's 72.6%. So he's been really good in that area. Now, he's not a tight end. He's a wide receiver. He's a big inside receiver that they get away with. They don't want to run the ball behind him. The Jets will have to match nickel when he's on the field. If they have, a, if they're in with him in the with another tight end, they're really in 11. So the mm-hmm. Jets will match and try to control it. But he has become the, the, the guy, the go-to guy. Guy. I think you're right. He's become the go-to guy for Lawrence in the game, you know, and, and I think that ultimately he gives them some sense of comfort and he's averaged, you know, he averages 43.6 yards per game. Zay Jones, Marvin Jones Jr., Christian Kirk, you mentioned Ridley. You keep on harping on that. That could be a huge addition to this team next year. As, uh, I think Jackson it's a smart, smart move by Trent Baalke and the organization. I mean, they got a, a blue-chip receiver who's got two years on a contract who, if his mind's right, 
They add him into this mix. Marvin Jones probably won't be there because he's going to be 33, but maybe he comes back. You know, where Ingram's only 28, Zay Jones is 27, Kirk's only 26, so they've got some young talent, you know. And then this Agnew kid, like, let's not minimize Agnew now. This has got to concern the Jets and Jet fans. Agnew is a dynamic. You know him, Patrick, from Detroit. He's a really good returner. He's a really good returner. It was a big deal amongst my friends when Jamal Agnew – uh, didn't sign with the with the Lions, so one billion percent there. By the way, Will Hill just reporting Huntley is going to start for Baltimore, as we do have confirmation it's going to be Tyler Huntley. And uh, I still don't Atlanta see that there. number being where it is, though, Patrick. I mean, I you know he's kind of it hasn't changed on our board. I'm sure he got that from Schefter or somebody, but it, you know, and I'm sure it'll change on our board. But I worry about you know one thing. The other thing about playing in this really bad weather, I think we saw it with Jalen Hurts. This field, these fields are concrete. I mean, there's they are so hard. And when you land on these fields, you know, remember we saw two in week three or four of the season when his head went back, he kind of got the concussion. Well, your head goes back like that now. Well, on this hard, hard field, it's it's really dead. It's It can be dangerous. And so, you know, that's what worries you about a kid coming off a concussion, coming off a, a shoulder injury. I mean, that's what happened to Hurts. Hurts didn't get hit by a defender. He right. landed on his shoulder. And, and that Michael, field a, is so hard. Take a look at your board because right now, as you and I are talking, DraftKings went Baltimore from 7.5. It's probably lit up on your board down to 6.5. It is. So, Huntley yeah, and now I see some, I see a, I see, see some sixes now too, Patrick. <laughs> yes, I do too. I do too. We just had a, a jersey shop go to six. So again, we it's important timing, but we said seven and a half still hanging out there, regardless regardless if it's Huntley or you know it, it, Brown. The Falcons had some value there. Everybody has now gone below six uh, seven. Now it looks like you know what I'm shocked part. of the line that I'm really shocked of, but and we'll end up with Jacksonville. We'll talk about that, but I'm shocked with Seattle, Kansas City. That this line went from this line went from nine and it opened. It's at ten. It was nine and a half. Then it went to ten. I, I mean, that's a lot of points. The weather in Kansas City is going to be really bad too. The weather in Kansas City is going to be, and again, I, I, middle of the country. I I don't really think about the weather as much, maybe. But the weather in Kansas City is going to be. I'll give it to you right now. It's going to be nasty. It's going to be in the teens right. to single digits. With ten mile an hour winds, brutal weather in general there. So in in the yeah. in the single digits in Kansas City with Seattle in town. And then the other game, if you're listening to this, the other game, if you like Cleveland, wait, it's going to go to two and oh, a half. The wind, the wind is really. <laughs> if you like New Orleans, then you better grab it because it's going to two and a half quickly. It's going to be there before we, maybe before Mike Palm gets on the air. So New Orleans Cleveland's total is at 32, which feels like a 2000s Ravens total. Uh, uh, 32 is it's the reason it's is you're going to have 50, you're going to have 50 mile an hour gusts in Cleveland this weekend on Saturday. Yeah. So the, the lake effect is going to be legit. It's going to be cold and really really windy there with Cleveland Lane two and a half three hosting New Orleans in a total of 32 32 and a half. My goodness, that is my goodness a low total. Um, okay, we're going to get Samich on. So just for some reason, you can almost see it in your mind's eye tonight. Just the announcers talking about Wilson getting rattled and the weather and the rain. He just, again, I use the word fidgety. You said uncomfortable. 
This is a big spot for Wilson and the Jets tonight. It is. It's a big spot, and it's against a team that they can throw the football on. Their skill matches up with this coverage unit, and if they protect, Walker's not going to play. If they can protect and give them some time, I like the Jets. I think the Jets can really can create some pressure on Lawrence. We saw Detroit do it. You know, when they went up into Detroit, that was a close game, and all of a sudden Detroit took it over in the second half. I, I think the Jets prevailed tonight. I think the, I think this Jacksonville team is kind of a little on the edge. I thought they were on the edge last week. I think they're on the edge again this week. And you mentioned Quinn and Williams, huge. Also Knight, both reliably look like they're going to be playing tonight. So yeah. that's big for the Jets. The two and a half is starting to scare me. Like, again, I don't think we're going to touch three. If we touch three, it's going to be there for a second and go right back yeah, down they, to two and a half. Go right so, back down two and a half. Yeah. I think we're probably going to end up closing two and a half with the Jets lane. It's just wild with the tickets and the money being on Jacksonville and a total which has dropped all the way down to 36 and a half with the rain and the wind in East Rutherford, New Jersey tonight. Coming up next, Mike Samich joins. He's got props, he's got a side, and he's got a tip. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com or download the new reconfigured BetMGM app. Wonderful for the in-game experience. Go to BetMGM.com. Again, if you're in town there in Vegas, bring your state issued ID to any MGM property. When you do, you're ready to bet within minutes. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Got to be 21 years or older. Professional handicapper Mike Samich, RacingDudes.com, joins us. Thursday, Samich into Palm. We love it. There's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. It is the holiday season, so Samich spending time with the family. He's up in Saratoga Springs, New York, right by Saratoga, of course, the racetrack. Tell tell the audience what you said to me about the weather fluctuations over the next 24 hours up in Saratoga Springs. 
it's it's going to be wild. I mean, the weather's all over the channels up here. It's right now. It's about 32 degrees, sunny, partly cloudy. Supposed to get about four hours of snow tonight, uh, and then the the temperatures actually can go up from about 32 to 52 degrees. We're going to have rain all night, and then it's going to plummet to 16 degrees by noon tomorrow and start snowing again. So just some wild weather here. It's what a lot of the East Coast teams are going to be experiencing here on the Saturday and Sunday games as well. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a very interesting weekend. Make sure you are staying on top of the weather at all these NFL stadiums. I, I think that's the tip of the week in terms of weather. I mean, I, you know, last week, I don't know how you felt about this, but I felt like my handicap was wrong on Buffalo simply because I misjudged the weather. Yeah, the weather was a factor again. That's that's one of those spots where you, you kind of get surprised by that. And Tua played really well up there, too. I mean, I, I thought that was a phenomenal game from him in the cold, something that I've been waiting to see from him. That Dolphins team being able to travel up there gave me a little more hope as a Dolphins fan. Maybe we can uh, we can go do something in the playoffs here. Oh, wait, oh we, this is breaking news. We didn't know that Mike Somich was a Dolphins fan. He can hang out with Femi, with Tua. Yeah, and oh, Femi's, <laughs> Femi's got 1,000 tickets on, on Tua for the MVP. <laughs> completely, completely upset that he didn't make Pro Bowl. Come just completely wrong, you know, feels it's an injustice. Going to, you know, file a petition against it to see if he can get it changed. Well, I think the Pro Bowl is going, what, flag football this year, so it's going to be intense. Yeah. Okay, so you got a lot here. Let's get to it. You got pro tips, you got uh, teaser examples as well. We'll start with Thursday Night Football to kick off week 16. Right now, you're seeing two and a half with the Jets laying it. Where are you sitting on this one, Samich? I'm going to go head-to-head -head with Michael here. Uh, give me Jacksonville. And, and this is this is something where I've realized I am do not line up with the market on the, the gap that is there is between uh, between Matt White and Zach Wilson. I have Zach Wilson as three to three and a half points worse quarterback than Matt White at this point. I think most of the people have them around equal. And if, if you assume they're equal, you end up with this line. But when it's three or three and a half point delta, I, I think Jacksonville should be a slight favorite in this spot. I don't trust Zach Wilson at all. He makes one to two Big time mistakes in every single game, Michael. You were mentioning it during before the break. This is a huge spot for him. I expect him to yep. press. He loves to press anyway. And if he starts pushing and making mistakes against this Jacksonville defense, I think this Jets team is in trouble. Jacksonville has the ability to move the football specifically down the middle of the field. The Jets are very good on the outside, but they can be had up the middle of the field. I think Jacksonville's going to have some success through the air down the middle of the field. And I think Zach Wilson's going to make a couple mistakes. And if that's the case. Give me, give me Jacksonville here, plus the two and a half, plus two, depending on where you're shopping. I was surprised they closed, the Jets closed a favorite last week against Detroit. I think it was a similar situation. I, I don't think Matt White and Zach Wilson are equal comps. I think Matt White being out is massive in this spot. I was actually surprised. I was on Jacksonville. Last, I mean, I was on Detroit last week, too. But I was surprised that they let Zach Wilson participate as much as they did last week in the game. You know, and I think they had to because they have no running game. The, my, my handicap is I'm not, you know, I'm not sold on this Jacksonville defense. You know, I, I mean, look, I know Jacksonville can move the ball, and I think if they protect, the left tackle being out worries me a little bit too because of, of the Jets can rush the passer. But to me, I, I, I get you. I get you completely. Putting faith in Zach Wilson is not something I believe in, but I was hoping they would just not allow him to participate as much. You know, but if they don't run the ball, they're going to have to. And that, that's going to be a key to the game here. Can, can the Jets move the football on the ground? And is the weather going to affect the Jacksonville passing game? And if, if the answer is the Jets can move it on the ground and the weather affects Jacksonville's passing game, Jacksonville's in trouble in this spot. But if I'm the Jacksonville defense, I'm putting nine in the box saying, come at me. Let's, let's see what you can do. Let's see if you can actually beat me here and move the football through the air, down the field. The injury report has trended toward the Jets, so I'm not surprised the numbers moved out a little bit. 
But I, I just I have no interest in betting Zach Wilson in a primetime game. <laughs> well, uh, my assumption is we're not going to th- see 35 pass attempts from Wilson like we did against the Lions last week because of the weather. But I, I agree with you. Let's get to your pro tip. And, and you're calling this week a great teaser week because of the kind of Wong equation. Can you go ahead and explain that, Samich? Yeah, for sure. So I, I'm actually not a huge teaser fan. Uh, I start playing teasers late in the year. I think teasers early in the year, you, you get kind of trapped by variance and by the totals of games. So if you look at, at the board and where we are sitting with a lot of these numbers and a lot of these totals, we're in a position where I think teasers become a really, really good play. Now, the, the traditional long teaser, you hear people talk about it all the time. Essentially, it's taking a favorite from either 7.5 and 8.5 and, and, and moving them all the way down to a point and a half or 2.5 point favorite. And you're trying to get the key numbers of 3, 4, 6, and 7. You can do that with an underdog as well, moving them from one and a half to two and a half and move them up to seven and a half or plus eight and a half. And again, you're getting those key numbers of three, four, six, and seven. Well, I like teasers this time of the year because all of a sudden those points are much more valuable. If you think back to the start of the year, first off, we're, we're all guessing a little bit on what we think these teams actually will be. We didn't have enough information week one through four to really say, okay, this is definitely who this team is. And you saw those totals at 54 and 48. Well, you know, if you're getting six points and the total's 48, that means you're getting one-eighth of the total in points. If you look at tonight's game, you're getting six points on a 36-37 number. You're getting a sixth of the total points as your value in the teaser now. So each of each week where you see these totals creep lower, those points are now becoming more and more valuable, especially if you can tease up. So if you can find a plus 2.5 and, and tease to plus 8.5, those six points you're getting are significantly more valuable than they were earlier in the season, and you're able to have more information about the teams that you're playing. This week specifically, I think there are five or six different legs that fall into that long teaser zone where you can either get a favorite down to sub three points or sub two and a half points or a dog up to plus eight and a half. So this is a great teaser week kicking off with tonight. I think tonight's game is a very, very good teaser leg. You're able to go from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half tonight with Jacksonville. Uh, You've got another great leg that uh, is coming up here uh, on Saturday. You've got Buffalo, who's minus eight or eight and a half, depending on where you're playing. You can get them minus one or one and a half. So I've I've already put that specific teaser in, but there's a lot of games on the board that you can follow those long teaser legs and find some value this week with these wildly low totals. Yeah, and I think, too, this week more than ever because points are going to be such a premium. I mean, are you getting more points than typical? I mean, you almost have to take it. I, I don't disagree with you. I think that's true. And weather is I, – I think these field goals – I mean, I, I, I said earlier in the show, Mike, I don't see – I see fourth down in play with a lot of teams. I see, you know, punting is going to be really challenging. I, I think the points is going to be at a premium. A hundred percent agree. And I think that's why if you're – especially this week, if you're looking at value teasers, take the points up, right? So look for teams that are between one-and-a-half and, and two-and-a-half point underdogs and take them to plus seven or a half or plus eight and a half. I don't think you see a bunch of double-digit games this week. I, I'm willing to take shots with those close underdogs in these teaser legs because I think there's a ton of value in that spot this week. Yeah, just to simplify, if you're teasing up or down, you should be going through three, through six, through seven, either way, if you're trying to dance within those numbers. Through three, through six, through seven, that's always super important. Okay, you do like Cincy laying three at New England. This is uh, just the same handicap as last week, really. We talked about Cincy laying three and a half against the Bucks. I thought that number should be closer to six. I'm not really sure why this number is just three here. I mean, there, there's a weather issue. We're going up north versus being down south. But Cincinnati's significantly better than New England. <laughs> and even if, even if we didn't have that crazy throwback, pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo play that ended the game, 
I still think that if the Patriots win that game, this shouldn't be anywhere near this this three or three and a half number that you're seeing out on the market right now. Cincinnati can put points on the board. The Patriots offense is just a mess. It's confusing. It has been all year. The play structure hasn't been what we've been looking for. Matt Jones has has regressed in this year as a, as a quarterback. I have no interest in playing the Patriots offense here against a Bengals team that can score points. And that was the exact same style of the cap last week where the, we knew the Bengals were going to be able to put up points against Tampa. They're going to put up points against the Patriots. I don't see the Patriots scoring with them here. So I'm going to lay the points here with the Bengals. I, 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 this is a 5.26 game. I, I don't understand it. I mean, every, I said this, everybody's disrespecting the Bengals. I don't understand. They're playing the best football of anybody. <laughs> it's wild. They got so much love at the start of the year when they weren't playing that well. And now they're playing phenomenal and they're getting trashed in the betting markets. I'm more than happy to keep laying it with this Bengals team until they prove me wrong. They want to get this game. They want to have that that Baltimore game week 18 mean the division here. I think they keep trucking forward here. And I, I just I have no interest in backing the Patriots. By the way, week after week, when they went to Pittsburgh, it was right around three, three and a half. When they went to Cleveland, it was right around three, three and a half. When they went to Tampa, it was right around three, three and a half. They're going to New England. It's right around three, three and a half. I know Michael's been riding Cincinnati. They're just the better team. Even when they got down early against Tampa, you weren't overly concerned because they can put up points quickly. Listen, great stuff, great information, especially on the teasers there, Mr. Samich. You do like Jacksonville catching the two and a half tonight. Uh, be safe. Keep warm up there happy in Saratoga holidays, Springs. And happy holidays. You so much. Thanks, Mike. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, guys. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one. We'll see you next okay, week. RacingDudes.com for more information. Always tremendous information from Samich and always tremendous. Coming up next, Mr. Lombardi, Uh-oh. your boy, Mike Paul with I'm Palms Pressing 3. We look forward to it. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's VEASAN's bull betting guide. It's hot in the streets. Make sure you check it out. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Become a pro. That's the only way you can get the guide. Bull betting tips, including Steve Mackinan's seven important bull motivational factors. That's for Mike Palm. Written previews on every bull game. Make sure you check it out. Daily best bets on every single game. It's really categorized well over at VEASAN.com, so uh, make sure you check it. It's the bull betting guide, vcin.com slash subscribe. Michael Lombardi there. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, on Thursdays, we always look forward to a good half hour with Mike Palm, Circa, and of course, vcin bon vivant. You got to be careful in those Twitter streets, Mike Palm, as we welcome you in. How are we doing? Good morning, Patrick. Good morning, Michael. Good morning, Christmas Cove, Maine, our loyal Nesson family that's watching. Santa Claus, Indiana, Peekaboo Marquis, we see you. It's a good week, Mike. I mean, what is the what will Circa be like the week of Christmas? Obviously, with all the games, and you know, well, you think you'll have a full house on Christmas Day with the book? Oh, no, yeah. I look at the reservations. We got about thirty-five percent right now, but it, obviously, it'll be a much higher handle day if we have NFL as opposed to that wretched NBA on Christmas Day. So we're look we're looking forward to that. <laughs> Are you betting the NBA? I mean, it's unwatchable. I don't even know how people watch. I don't get it. I mean, I know JVT loves it, but I, I mean, I can't even tell you. The Warriors go on a road trip. I mean, it's like they, they lost their whole season. I don't know. I don't know what the records are. I don't. I mean, I was talking to Thomas Gable last night while he had the kids at the Sixers game for a while. Otherwise, I wouldn't know the Sixers were playing. I paid no attention to it till they get to the conference semifinals. <laughs> 
You and Thomas Gable, that's a dangerous duo. I'd like to see you two do a show together, Mike Palm. It, it would be very, very good. He's a, he's a very nice man, a very sharp guy. Um, we reminisced about the uh, the NBA in the early 80s because, you know, even growing up in Iowa, I was a big 76ers fan, Michael, because obviously Billy mm-hmm. Cunningham came from the, yeah, the yeah. Dean Smith line. I loved Andrew, Tony. The, the Eastern Conference, those were some great Milwaukee Bucks teams that never really got the credit they deserved. No, Sidney Moncrief. There were some great teams there in Milwaukee. They they wore those green uniforms. They had Al Cinder before he became Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I mean, it was there was that that was a lot of great. I mean, you know, even the Buffalo Braves that before they became the San Diego Clippers, which then became you know they had good they had some Bob McAdoo when he was humming down all there was. It was funny, and it's interesting. They they traveled by regular pl- flights, and they played every night. They didn't miss a game. Now they travel charter. They have elite, car, uh, you know, everything, and they and they got to miss games all the time because you know they need rest. Did you, Mike Palm, grow up hating the bad boy Pistons with Lambeer and Mahorn and Sally and Isaiah Thomas? Was I, that a team that you loathed growing loathed, up, like most did? Loathed them. Hated Isaiah Thomas. Really hated him. Of course, they beat Carolina in the the final. You know, they played the final in the Spectrum there on the day Reagan was shot. I don't know why they didn't delay that game. But anyhow, my father hated Isaiah Thomas too. He just he said, you know, he'd always say in the fight he comes up and hits you in the back of the head in the fight, Isaiah Thomas. But, <laughs> They, they, they so were very – the documentary on them is great. I mean, those were great. And you grew up there, Patrick. Those were yeah. some off, awesome teams and uh, the Vinny, the microwave and all that. And, 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 but, you know, and they were tough. And Daly was really the only guy that uh, figured out really how to play Jordan, right, the Jordan rules. That's right. I, I think correct. he's – you know, I put Chuck Daly maybe top five all-time NBA head coach. I think you're right. Great. Big Daddy Rich yeah. used to call him Big Daddy because he looks so – suave on the sidelines and somehow he just managed those personalities he was he was a marvel I, i'm curious how how's the handle been there at circa as far as the bull bull season because i've heard from a lot of friends that generally love to bet college football and they're just out on it this year i was this is what i was talking with thomas about last night it's did way down wait there's very little betting interest in the bulls and and maybe there's some hangover because the world cup was at the you know the beginning of the bowl season kind of saw the end but who knows who's playing, the motivation, these games, the schedule's off. You're only getting one game, and then we'll have a Christmas break. Maybe it picks up. I used to, you know, back before these kids sat out because they wanted to go to the draft and, and conferences all played in a line. And get, I, I loved betting bowls. I would get in these confidence pools, you know, where you pick the winner 31 through 1 and this, and I would get involved in most bowl games. I think I made one total bet on a bowl game so far. I, I, last night was a good example here in the book. I mean, we had a bowl game going on. Nobody really cared about it. They were much more interested in the NHL and the NBA than the bowl game last night. It's you know it's so it's just hard to get a good handle on it. You would think that because of so much uncertainty that that levels the field a little bit in terms of the book, right? You know the book doesn't even know who's playing and what's the motivation. You would think people would take advantage of it, but I think it's really challenging. I, I think we'll see it more in the Final Four, which will be more like regular games. But I agree, it's I think it's these other ones are hard to handicap. These guys even opt out of the playoff games, Michael. I mean, it's ludicrous. I know, I know. And then yet think- Alabama's telling us that all their guys are going to play. And yet the line's, what, three and a half? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't understand that. I believe the line before I believe that they're going to play. Me too. You a, big, uh, you, you a big Christmas guy, Mike Palm? I feel like you would be, yes? Love it. Christmas Eve. But now, look, my wife and the baby are in the Philippines. My stepdaughter's with her grandmother in, in, in Hattiesburg, Mississippi. I'll have my son 
on Christmas Eve and take him to uh, Midnight Mass. We always go to Midnight Mass, and then it's his birthday on Tuesday. He turns seven, so not the whole family, but I'll get to enjoy it with my with my oldest. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's great. And, and how I did, can't stay away just, from Midnight Mass anymore, Mike. <laughs> no, I, I can't no, Mike. make it. <laughs> no, Midnight Mass is that's uh, that's nosebleeds for me as well. How did it end up turning out? Just curious, as far as overall World Cup at Circa, was there a lot of juice there at oh, the book? It was incredible, Patrick. I mean. We had to open up the ballroom because the book wasn't big enough. Wow. We had to open up the brand new Galaxy ballroom, and we got 1,000 people in there for the Mexico-Argentina match. We had 950 people for the final on Sunday, you know, 95% Argentina fans, obviously. There were the, we did six figures on almost every game. We, we wrote a quarter of a million on, on, the, on the big games. You know, we were really heavy needing, needing um, France in the final. Uh, because everybody bet Argentina. I bet Argentina. The storyline with Messi, you follow the money yes. in soccer. You knew he was going to, there would be a PK at some point in that game to get him a goal. It was earlier than I thought. And then we had someone come in and bet 300000 on France the morning of, and we still needed France. Think about wow. that. But it really leveled out the decision. Yeah, Mike, it's, <laughs> I want to ask you about the, the survivor. Where are we now? I think there's 14. This is, is 14? The, Michael, this is the greatest survivor weekend of all That's time. Crazy. Of all time. You said it on Thursday. When I told you last Thursday there'll be 15 or more on the Commodores, and you said, oh, no, 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 you can't do that. You were dead right. So we're down to 14, and here's how this plays out. Chiefs are the biggest favorite. No one has them available. Bills, nine point. No one has them available. 49ers, no one has them available. Ravens, no one has them available. Cowboys went from one and a half to five and a half to four and a half, four. No one has them available. 13 of the 14 have the Titans. How many want oh, to put You can't their, play the Titans. You want to you put $6.1 million in the hands of Malik Willis, Michael? <laughs> no, no. I mean, you got to give me a better option. Okay. I, I mean, I, I might take the Giants uh, against the Vikings. Here's, I might take here's uh, the your Lions. Here, here, uh, yeah, here's your options. options. Two people have the Vikings left. Have the Vikings. Okay. Two. Two people have the Bengals. I like the Bengals, but they've saved the Bengals and Rams all year for the million-dollar bonus. Do they do they do they you know use them now? Six have the Browns versus the Saint. Fourteen have the Steelers versus the Raiders. Fourteen have the Lions versus the mm. Panthers. Well, you're going to see a four, those fourteen that have the Lions are on the Lions. There's you no think doubt so? about that. Everybody's oh, I all in. I, I think they have to be. What's their other option? You got to keep riding. I mean, the Lions. I mean, you want to take. I mean, that Raider game. I mean, look, the <laughs> who knows what could happen in that game but the, after the immaculate reception, and we could see we could see some weird things. The Lions. I I agree with you. Like I don't. I have that line for me. That line. I think it's way too light. You know, the I just saw you just posted the numbers. Circus at two and a half. Yeah. I, I had that line at almost seven. I don't see how this is. I don't see how the Panthers are going to score. Oh, wow, you're influencing maybe the survivor. Here's the thing from a game theory standpoint about taking the Raider game. It's the, it's the Christmas Eve 5-15 game. You will know how everybody else did by the time That's they great. kick. So you have a clear hedging angle. Let's say you take the Steelers, and now there's two other people on the Steelers with you, and there's five left. You know the value of your ticket. So it's a clear opportunity to take the Raiders plus three or the money line on the Raiders. Yeah. Let's throw yeah, let's throw up great. the graphic because I think visually, what a year for Circus Survivor. Every year oh it gets bigger. God. Over sixty one hundred contestants. It's the hardest contest of all. It, Look at those it, numbers. It, it looks like <laughs> it looks like it. And you know why it's the hardest contest? It goes back to what we talked about, Mike. 
This weekend, we will have 59 different starting quarterbacks in the NFL. That's why survivors pay. There's no guarantee. There's nobody that you can bank on. I mean, and then you lose the Super Bowl champion as a play. I mean, you know, if you didn't use that guy, didn't use him early, whoever saved him. I mean, think about it. He didn't use him. I mean, it's, it was kind of actually worked for his advantage because if he would have used him, he might have lost. And then think about this, Michael. However many of the 14 get through, and then you have to make a pick again on the Sunday or the Monday game. Real quick five have the Dolphins, six have the Broncos, five have the Bucks. 11 have I take the, the Broncos. 11, I take the Broncos. 11 I have the, the Chargers on Monday night. The Monday night game is p- part of it. I, oh, you got oh, I I would take the char. I would take the Bron. I know mm. I, I don't like the Broncos, mm. but I can't see the Rams moving the football at all. How many have the Chargers on Monday? 11 of the 14. Now, how many of them get through? <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> oh my. What a oh contest. Circa does the I'll best tell you, job. Everybody, everybody should go to Midnight Mass that's still in survival. <laughs> Trust me on that. That's the rule. Balm's Pressing 3 is next. We look forward to it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, BetMGM has rewards for Palm and Lombardi, and you too. You can go over there right now, BetMGM.com. Again, it's the best loyalty program in the business. When you make bets at BetMGM, whether at the site or on the app, you get points. You can turn those points into trips, hotel stays, free bets. It's a great deal. Make sure you check it out. Every time you place a bet, you get points. 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue, 21 years or older. Again, BetMGM.com or download the app. The app's been reconfigured, so a nice little in-game experience for you there. Okay, no time to waste. We've got three, of course, Palms pressing three. Mike Palm, Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is the Lombardi Line. Happy holidays. Let's get it started. Palms pressing three, number one. We haven't uttered the words Detroit Lions on the pressing three this year. At one and six, Lions apologist Patrick Maher had given up hope. Dan Campbell's name was a punchline. 
Lion fans were warming up the limo to drop Jared Goff at the airport for his flight to Siberia. They were eyeing Bryce Young as the number one pick. Defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn was leading the league's 32-ranked defense, and they gave away TJ Hawkinson to a division rival. Now, just two months later, Goff is playing better than he ever did as a Ram. Campbell is the second betting favorite for Coach of the Year. The Lions are the talk of the league, and the entire outlook of the current and future state of the franchise has changed. Detroit has a real shot to make the playoffs and will possibly be favored to win the NFC North next year. Campbell and Goff are surely safe, and now Campbell's game mismanagement is just cute and zany instead of buffoonery. <laughs> is there anything to be learned from this? What changed? Is this not one of the most improbable turnarounds in the history of football? And Michael, are you a believer? Well, I'm a partial believer, but I think what is to be learned from it, Mike Palm, is when you have a really good offensive line, you make a lot of things better for everybody else. And so that's where the strength was. You know, when everybody was talking about should they draft Chase or Penny Sewell and, oh, you got to take the skill player. And every mock draft has eight wide receivers going in the first round because, you know, you can find offensive linemen. In a league where 59 starting quarterbacks have had a play, where we've turned it over almost two teen times, this Lions team, which has had some injuries in their offensive line, has had stability. And their offensive line allows them to be very good, along with their skill. And that's why Goff is playing better than he ever did at the Rams. The Rams line wasn't great when he was there. It was all play action. It couldn't drop back pass. But now he's got a drop back pass protection line, so that helps. And then I think they did a really good thing. Halfway through, after the bye week, they decided to stay out of their base defense, play nickel, try to hold up in the run in their nickel, and give them more speed on the field. And they've done that. And they've done that. I mean, you know, the last five weeks, they've only Buffalo's the only team that was able to run on them. And then they've been able to create some turnovers. And Goff, since the five turnover game against Dallas, which they had a chance to win, 10-6 going in, they've only turned the ball over three times. So it shows you when you protect the quarterback, right, when you don't turn the ball over and you play complimentary football, you got a chance to win games. And they're the third-best red zone team in football. They're the 11th best third down team in football. So those categories count you, and they've improved defensively. They're not great defensively. They've improved. That is a brilliant write-up on the Lions, which I will be emailing to many friends in Michigan after the show. Palms pressing three, number two, Mike Palm. Michael, Derek and I hosted a blackjack tournament this weekend where the winners got to draft uh, with lucrative Super Bowl futures. v Paulie Howard finished fifth and was able to draft the Chiefs, our friend Amal Shaw was picking at 7th and got the Bucks at 35-1. to 1. Had you been in this draft, what would your order be for the top eight? I would have picked, I would have had San Francisco, Philly, Kansas City, Buffalo. Those have been my four. I would have not taken Tampa. They've got no chance to win a Super Bowl. I don't think any other team does. I think when you break it down, it's a four. It's a four race. I mean, it's going to come down to Buffalo and Kansas City. Kansas City, to me, is the best team in the AFC, assuming they don't make mistakes on defense. In the NFC, San Francisco and Philadelphia will battle it out. San Francisco with Brock Purdy, another guy that's in that fifty-seven number. You know, they're able to win with their defense. They're facing Washington this week. As good as Washington was able to beat Philadelphia, they haven't seen anything like this San Francisco front when they rush against them. So. I like those. If I could have gotten it, I would have. T- I like Paulie's pick where he got it. I'm sure other team, other guys in front of him took San Francisco and Buffalo. 
and Philadelphia. I think Kansas City's they're moving the ball. Mahomes is playing really well. Mahomes is playing at a higher level than he did when he won the MVP. Like there's really not a conversation between who should be the MVP, Hurts or Mahomes. It's Mahomes. He's dynamic. And he's spreading the ball around. Their offense is even better. Andy Reid called 33 runs last week, which is hard to believe. They fumbled, but that game shouldn't have been close. I, I would have taken the Chiefs if I was there. So it's it's interesting, Michael. The first pick went 49ers, $20,000 on 49ers, plus 650. The second pick for seven or for 15,000 was the Cowboys. Now, the person that picked second, let's just put it this way, in his business, he's long on Cowboy futures. So that's why he chose the Cowboys. Um, third uh, went Philadelphia, then Buffalo, and then Paulie, you know, it fell in his lap. I, I, you know, he's, he's feeling great that he got KC at five. I think it's a good play. I don't know how you, you know, Dallas, look, I don't know of a team that gave up 500 yards that won a Super Bowl at any point during a season. Like, I don't know how that is. It's a little bit like, Great baseball teams never get shut out, right? Like, typically great baseball teams that can win World Series rarely get shut out. Now, that happens, but they don't they don't do it. Same thing with great teams that are supposed to be great on defense. You can't give up 500 yards. Like, you don't give up 500 yards if you're a great. Now, I know they had injuries, but people are running the ball on Dallas now. People have figured out what they're doing. Be interesting to see how Philly attacks them. I'm not a fan of Dallas. I think their play calling, their mismanagement, that was a clinic at the end of the half last week between Mike McCarthy – and Doug Peterson on how to not win the middle eight. Like, okay, I don't want the ball. I'll call three passes and get incomplete. No, no, you take it back. I'll call three passes to make sure you get it back. Like, it was ridiculous. Dallas, your sixth betting favorite. Was that Goulet that took him in the contest there, Mike Palm? Mm-hmm. At 11-1, to 1, Buffalo 330, Philly 475, Chiefs 550, and 49ers 650 in the market for Super Bowl. So Michael nailed the top four. Palm's pressing three, number three. Michael, talking heads are saying that Jalen Hurts should rest, that the Eagles will ultimately wrap up the one seed and that Gardner Minshew can hold it down until he gets back. But aren't the next three games the most important of Hurts' career? Will he ever again be the betting favorite to win the MVP? Having those three letters next to his name changes his life and his financial situation forever. Question, do we as fans and bettors undersell the priorities of of players in today's modern game? Well, I think to me he's hurt, so he shouldn't play. And he's not going to play in the last game of the year for sure. So that means the only conversation we're going to have is does he play in the New Orleans game? And if he plays in the New Orleans game, is that going to give him home field advantage? I don't think so. Is that going to give him the MVP? I don't think so. I think he should finish second in the MVP voting. I think he's really good. I think he's done some remarkable things. He's improved. Player, I mean, he has improved his passing, his accuracy down the field. But Mahomes, to me, is the best player. Mahomes makes all the throws. He's got their – I mean, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill, and yet he's had numbers that are similar to when he did have Tyreek Hill. And he's able to make plays, and he overcomes some mistakes they make on defense. I think if it's the most valuable player in the league, if you take Mahomes away – I think it's going to be challenging. I think Gardner Minshew can still do it. Now, the concern you have if you're an Eagle fan is can your offense stay in rhythm while he's out? I think they can. I think they'll be able to do that. He's taken off two of the three games. There's no doubt in my mind about that. A big flip in the MVP market from last week. Mahomes minus 310 at DraftKings, minus 250 as your favorite at BetMGM, Mike Palm. Yeah, it's uh, it, it. You could have. Um, Hertz was still minus a dollar seventy-five going in, but 
you know, Mahomes was, was what was he, 28 of 28 to his top three targets? And Andy Reid, already stumping for him, said if Mahomes isn't the MVP, what's wrong with this league? I mean, he also said way, that Lovey Smith's done an incredible job of, of, <laughs> of, of his team competing. He almost gave it a door. After he put 500 yards on Lovey Smith and how that game was close, I have no idea. I have no idea. Like, I'm watching that game like, how is this game close? They're moving the ball up and down the field, you know? I mean, they got off the field a couple times in the first quarter, but, you know, I mean, so I don't know. I, I do agree that Mahomes is playing great. I do agree. I, I do not want to play Mahomes come playoff time or in a Super Bowl. Mike Palm, you're a thespian. You've acted in many commercials. I will say Andy Reid, funny in that State Farm commercial with Mahomes, no? I acted at age, in third grade, I had to memorize 1,100 lines to play the <laughs> title role in St. Francis of Assisi. That's really what started out this VEASAN gig. <laughs> All right, boys, under a minute. Let's go. The Jets are laying two and a half. We got a low total, Michael Lombardi, 36 and a half. I mean, I lean towards taking the Jets. I think if you can't throw the ball on Jacksonville, you're not going to throw the ball. We took a six-figure like six bet on the Jaguars on the money line tonight, Patrick. Love that. Merry Christmas to you. Great write-up on the Lions. I'm still laughing. And your family as well. Be safe and enjoy the holidays. Thanks, Thank Mike you, Mike Palm. Thank Mer you so much. Merry Great time. Christmas. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you very, very much. Michael Lombardi, you enjoy the game tonight. Stay warm there in Jersey. We'll be back at I it will. tomorrow morning, okay? I'll see you tomorrow morning, Patrick. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. M. Lombardi, NFL. Brian Ortega, great job producing to the crew back at Circa. We appreciate you. Big bets next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.